Take your Bibles tonight and turn to 1 Kings chapter 8, if you would, this evening. On the first Sunday, or first Wednesday night of every month, we try to answer a question. We're going to do so tonight, but we're going to begin teaching through some doctrine this evening. And I'm excited about what we're going to be looking at tonight as we begin looking at this thought, I believe God is what? We're going to be looking at this wonderful thought, and I'm excited about how we can look at the Word of God and how we can see the Word of God change our hearts and minds. It's going to be a little unusual tonight. We're going to be looking at many, many scriptures. Most scriptures you will not have time to turn to. Uh, Lord willing, they'll be on the screens if all the equipment works like it's supposed to. And uh, we will be going through much scripture. But I want you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 8. And as you find your place there in 1 Kings chapter 8, look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. We'll be looking at one verse in 1 Kings 8 and then go over to Deuteronomy chapter 6 in just a moment. I believe God is. Fill in a blank there. We maybe should have put a blank there instead of just the dot, dot, dot. I'm not sure. But uh, regardless, what is God to you? What do you believe God is? As I studied and prepared for this, I thought of going this, um, a couple different ways with this. But ultimately, God just kind of rested and reaffirmed in my heart and life that there is no words of man that can better describe who God is than God's own word. God's word is true. It's inerrant. It's preserved. We trust it. I'm thankful that I have the King James Bible tonight taken from the Textus Receptus text that has been preserved for us from generation to generation to generation and I'm thankful that I stand on his unchanging word and how he has preserved it for us English speaking people in the King James Version I'm so thankful for that tonight and tonight as God has saw fit to preserve it from generation to generation to generation through the received text or the textus receptus and as English speaking people we have a uh, uh, we have a uh, a translation of that uh, from Hebrew and Greek into the English language. I'm thankful tonight that he's preserved and he's kept it for us this evening. And tonight I want us to look at God's word. And let's just compare scripture with scripture tonight. And let's let the word of God this evening so much better and so much more powerful than any illustration or any words that I can put in it. Let's just let God's word tonight teach us who God is. In 1 Kings chapter 8, look at verse number 60 with me. We'll read this one verse. Our heart desire is exactly what God's desire is. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is none else. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6 tonight. Verse number one, notice what the Bible begins to state. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go to possess it. And thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes 
and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life. And then thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee. And a land that floweth with milk and honey, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not when thou shalt eat and be full then beware lest thou forget the lord which brought thee forth out of the land of egypt from the house of bondage thou shalt fear the lord thy god and serve him and shalt swear by his name ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you for the lord thy god is a jealous god among you lest the anger of the lord thou uh, lord thy god be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth god wants us to know affirmatively and to teach others who he is thank god that we can know who he is thank god that he is not a god that is unknown we don't have a a, a a inscription or a plaque to the unknown god tonight we have a god that is known this evening and he has revealed himself through his incredible and holy words tonight i want us to see this evening first of all that i believe god is holy the bible teaches us in 1 samuel chapter 2 there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, and one cried unto another, and holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The Bible tells us in Revelations, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, holy, holy, holy lord god almighty which was and is and is to come the bible continues in revelation 15 who shall not fear thee o lord and glorify thy name for thou only art holy for all nations shall come and worship thee for thy judgments are made manifest thank god tonight that we have a holy god that word holy there speaks of a pure god it speaks of a characteristics of mere of moral and ritual purity it is a context that often emphasizes one over the other as far as uh, uh, as far as complete and wonderful and pure holy 
completeness. God is completely pure. There is no evil thought in our God. There is no there is no thought of wickedness in our God. He is completely pure. He is completely moral. He is completely good in every area. He is holy, 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 thrice holy. Holy is God the Father. Holy is God the Son. Holy is God the Spirit. I believe God is holy tonight. The Bible continues in Leviticus chapter 11, for I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy. No Notice he says, for I am holy. The Bible says, speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, ye shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. Sanctify yourself therefore and be ye holy for I am the Lord, your God. Think about this for just a moment. God's holiness can be pure trusted he is pure he is pure and moral in every aspect there is not one area in which god falters or fails there is no fault in our wonderful god he can be trusted tonight because he is holy he can we can have our hearts assured tonight because every step that god is going to make is going to be pure and absolutely moral in every single way his motives and his reasons are never tarnished sometimes we look at the motives and the reasons of those around us, even those in leadership above us, and wonder what their agenda might be, wonder what their motives could be. And as we look at those and think that there could be a tarnish, that there could be an unjustness or an impurity in their motive, we can look at God and there's never an impurity there. There's never a false step there. Satan tries to tarnish this in our minds. Certainly he did that with Eve. As we know in the Garden of Eden, he the a deceived e uh, he deceived Eve by showing and teaching her that God knows that if you eat that fruit that you are not told or, or that you're told to not eat of that you will be like him. God's trying to hide something from you. He's trying to hide something good from you, Eve. You God doesn't want you to be uh, want you to be like him. You need this fruit because God has an agenda. Satan tries to. In, uh, tarnish the agenda or the heart or the holiness of God, but God is holy tonight. I love what the Bible tells us in Psalm and the book of uh, in chapter 96, verse number nine. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fear before him all the earth. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. We can worship the holiness of God tonight. Why? Because God is holy. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill for the Lord our God is holy. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 1, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. He is holy. He is pure. He is innocent. He is clean. There is no darkness in him at all. And thank God for that, that there is no darkness in our wonderful God. He is completely holy. I believe God is holy tonight. Secondly, this evening, I believe God is righteous. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 92, verse number 15, to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. There is no sinful deeds, no evilness in anything in which God does. God is pure, holy. He is pure and 
morality in every way. He is completely and utterly clean. And in him, there is no unrighteous. There is nothing beguiling about our God. There is nothing sinful in our God. The Bible tells us in Psalms 145, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Even uh, who, uh, excuse me, is very high. Who has done great things, O God? Who is like unto Thee? Even uns, uh, even unsaved, recognized of the righteousness of God. A man named Pharaoh, who was being resistant to the children of Israel coming out of. Egypt, and as he resisted, he confessed in Exodus chapter 9 and verse number 27. He said unto them, Moses and Aaron, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous. The Bible tells us in Psalms 129, verse number 4, the Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. God is righteous to his people, just like he is righteous to the lost. No matter whether you're saved or unsaved tonight, it does not change the immutable fact this evening that God is righteous. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 6, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. God is not unrighteous in any way. Everything he does is right. Everything he does is good. Everything he does is pure. It's clean. It's trustworthy. We can trust our God tonight. I believe God is holy. I believe God is righteous. And thirdly, I believe God is judge. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Isaiah put it this way, for the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations and his fury upon all their army. He hath utterly destroyed them. He hath delivered them to the slaughter. Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. God judges the lost and the saved alike. God is a God truly that judges every work, judges everything, and thank God he is a clean and pure and holy judge. There is no perverseness in our wonderful God. He is a pure and clean judge. The Bible tells us the, uh, God judges the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. The Bible tells us in Psalm 75, but God is the judge he put it down one and setteth up another. The Bible speaks in Isaiah chapter 33, for the Lord our uh, for, uh, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Psalms chapter 50 states, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness for God is judge himself, Selah. Thank God that we have a judge that is pure, that is holy, that he is right in every decision. There is never a decision in which God has made that has been wrong. He is perfect in judgment and he truly makes everything right. I believe God next is merciful. Thank God he is holy. Thank God he is uh, uh, thank God he is righteous. Thank God he is the judge. But I also thank God that he is merciful. The Bible speaks in Psalms 103, verse number 17. 
but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Peter stated, the Lord is not lack, a slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, God is long-suffering, God is merciful to us tonight. Thank God he is merciful. As judge, he could sentence us to a eternal death in which all of us deserve. But thank God that he is merciful. He is gracious. He is long-suffering to us. And that wonderful mercy always tied so intricately with his very character. For you see, I believe, number next, God is love. The Bible teaches us in 1 John chapter 4, verse number 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And we have known and believed that uh, believe the love that God hath to us, and God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Oh, how wonderful it is to be consumed with that love to be consumed by that fire of love that God gives us, that love that God so powerfully and overwhelmingly so bestows upon us is breathtaking. And as we dwell in that wonderful love that he is so richly uh, defined himself by, the Bible teaches us that it consumes us. I love what Hebrews chapter 12 states, for our God is a consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4 states it this way, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. He loves us. He wants us to himself. He wants us to be his his, his children. He doesn't want anyone else to get, uh, to get his attention from us. He wants our heart. He loves us, and he's a consuming fire. His love consumes us, as it were. That love truly has been powerfully demonstrated Reminded of that incredible verse we're so familiar with in John chapter 3, verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. God loves us so incredibly, so uh, with such an amazing amount of love that it sent his son. He laid down his own life, not for just his friends, but rather for us as we were at enmity or enemies of God. He was willing to lay down his life when we were still the enemies of the Lord God himself. What love, what incredible love God has. The Bible teaches us, Paul 
uh, Paul spoke of in Romans chapter 5, and hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. If we truly put our faith and trust in Christ and put our trust in Him as Savior, oh, the wonderful peace that comes from knowing Christ as Savior. The Bible teaches us that God gives peace. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As we know the love of God and know his desire and his heart and his motive and his righteousness, as we know God, it does not bring confusion to our hearts. It brings peace. Psalm says, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know for God is for me. God's love is so incredible and so, uh, and, and so limitless. It truly is beyond our comprehension. And he gives it to us so graciously. Why? Because, number next, I believe God is gracious the bible tells us in psalms 145 verse number eight the lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger and of great mercy he hath made his wonderful works to be remembered the lord is gracious and full of compassion gracious is the lord and righteous yea our god is merciful Peter said, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Oh, how wonderfully gracious God is. How much favor he shows unmerited to my life, unmerited to your life. God is gracious. 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse number 9 says, For if we turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that lead them captive, so that they shall come again into this land, for the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn his face away from you if you return unto him. What great grace. God gives grace because he is grace. Because of his grace, because of his mercy, love because of his righteousness and holiness because he is judge he designed salvation I believe God is salvation the Bible says the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 22, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. The time is fulfilled. 
The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And when we recognize the gospel that Jesus Christ is the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the one in whom we find salvation in. When we recognize that, we can rejoice like Jeremiah stated in Jeremiah 3.23, truly in vain is salvation hope. Uh, uh, truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains truly in the lord our god is the salvation of israel oh when we look to circumstances and all the things around us to look for salvation we find that they are vain but when we look to the god of israel when we look to the one who designed salvation's plan we can truly find that rest full assurance of a home in heaven, of a relationship with God, of entering into that family that God so wonderfully and earnestly desires each and every single one of us to be a part of. You see, there is a Savior that is trustworthy. His name is Jesus. And he's proven his trustworthiness because, as Luke 24 says, the Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah, God is risen jesus is alive and well in acts chapter 4 we find peter testifying be it known unto you all and to all the people of israel that by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom ye crucified whom god raised from the dead even by him doth this man stand here before you whole this is the stone which is set at naught of you builders which has become the head of the corner neither is there salvation any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved oh would you decide what isaiah stated would you decide to choose jesus christ as savior isaiah stated behold god is my salvation i will trust and not be afraid for the lord jehovah is my strength and my song he also is become my salvation you see the lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation he that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto the Lord, unto the God, the Lord belong the issues from death. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. When I put my faith and trust in Christ for salvation, the confidence and the assurance that comes from that is without comp. Uh, as, as without compare, there is no way you can truly uh, uh, outperform the salvation in which God so freely gives. Thank God we can come to him and we can choose him as, uh, as Savior. I love how the psalmist writes in Psalms 118, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What? can man do unto me oh what blessed assurance comes from that wonderful joy of knowing that god is salvation he can provide salvation he can so freely give salvation why because we believe god is strong exodus chapter 15 states the lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation he is my god and I will prepare him an habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Thine, O Lord, is, thy, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Thou art exalted as head above all. What a wise king. 
Proverbs chapter 18, that same wise king penned the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Job said, Behold, God is mighty and despiseth not any. He is mighty in strength and wisdom. In Psalms, the Bible tells us in verse number, or chapter 28, verse number 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and my, with my song will I praise him. His strength comforts us. His strength truly gives us assurance of his blessed and powerful salvation. There is no salvation as strong as the Jesus Christ. The Bible tells Psalms 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, Samuel said. The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall, and shall say, destroy them. Psalmist says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Job said, Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer that God is greater than man. What a statement right there. God is greater than man. The Lord is a man of war, Exodus says. The Lord is his name. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. There is no one that is as strong as our God. There is no one stronger than he. He is the one that can conquer any enemy and every enemy. Every knee will one day bow and every knee one day will confess, including Satan himself, Lucifer, that old deceiver. He will confess that Jesus is Lord. The Bible tells us, now I know that the Lord, God, Lord is greater than all gods. For in the thing wherein they dwelt, proudly he was above them. The Bible says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Habakkuk so wonderfully states, the Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Oh, how wonderfully strong our God is. There is no one stronger. No one on earth is stronger than God. I believe God is strong tonight. And oh, how wonderful it is to that we can count on his strength. We can count on his holiness. We can count on him being judge. We can count on his salvation. We can count on he being merciful and gracious. Why? Because God is faithful. I believe God is faithful tonight. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. The Bible says God is faithful in Corinthians by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The psalmist writes for this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. The psalmist says you can count on your God. You can count on God from, uh, from eternity past to eternity future. He truly is God, unchanging God. He is the same. 
The Lord is king forever and ever. Moses knew that God is faithful. He told the Israelites in Numbers chapter 14, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Joshua knew that God is faithful. He wrote once again in Joshua 1, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Gideon was assured of the faithfulness of God. In Judges chapter 6, And the Lord of the angel appeared unto him, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Oh, my friends, we too can find assurance in that God is faithful to us. I love how Paul writes it in 1 Corinthians 10, verse number 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but as such is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. My friends, other friend, uh, 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 friends may fail you. Circumstances might, uh, might fi may fail or change. Things around us may crumble, but there is one that you can trust, one that you can count upon, and that is God. He is faithful tonight. His faithfulness reveals that he's good, just like his holiness, just like his righteousness, just like the fact that he is judge, that he is salvation, mercy, a merciful, gracious, and love tonight. We truly make the stand this evening that we believe, I believe God is good. The psalmist writes, I love the way he puts it in Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Jeremiah writes it this way, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. Lamentations writes, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Nahum says, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. The psalmist writes once again, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. For the Lord God is a son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. God is so good. Would you taste and see tonight that God is good? Completely pure. Righteous in every act. Merciful and gracious. He is salvation tonight. He's our faithful God. 
And lastly tonight, we can go on for eternity this evening. But tonight we'll conclude with this thought. I believe God is king. He's the good king. Psalms 45, or 47, excuse me, verse number 7, says, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. The Lord is great in Zion and he is high above all the people. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Even King Nebuchadnezzar, an unsaved king, arguably the most powerful king at that time of history on all the earth. And that powerful king recognized the mighty power of God and testified it in an unsaved heart, in an unsaved tongue in this way in, Jan in Daniel chapter 2 and verse number 47. He said, of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and revealer of secrets seen thou couldest reveal this secret jeremiah said that the lord is the true god he is the living god and an everlasting king at his wrath the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not uh, uh, shall not be able to abide his indignations deuteronomy chapter 10 says for the lord your god is god of gods and lord of lords a great god a mighty and a terrible which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward job 37 states fair weather cometh out of the north with god is terrible majesty speaking of that mighty and powerful majesty that he reigns all of the earth all of the heavens all nations all things thereby he is so powerful and he is so mighty in his kingship that his very voice speaks with majesty. The Bible speaks in Psalms 29, verse number four, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. His very voice speaks of how majestic his, king, uh, 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 his kingship is. His throne, his kingship truly is forever and ever. Job 36 says, Behold, great God is great, and we know him not, neither can the number of his years be searched out. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. God is a great king. Oh, how we ought to revere and reverence our great king. Fear him. Respect him. Honor him. Those that know God as Savior, those that know Jesus Christ as Savior, will one day hear what Revelation 21 speaks of. When the Bible says, Behold, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them.
and be their God. One day, we will have the wonderful and awesome privilege to enjoy the kingship for all of eternity. Not just spiritually, but in person. Yes, he's coming and he will set up his millennial rule and reign for a thousand years. But one day the earth will be destroyed. A new heaven and a new earth. And he will be king. He'll be our God. And those that know Christ as Savior will be able to testify what the psalmist writes in Psalms 144 and verse number 15. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is, the pe is that people whose God is the Lord. There's a joy and a happiness that comes from knowing God. May I ask you tonight, who do you believe God is? God tells us from His Word who He is. For all of eternity, we will learn more about God. We didn't even cover a fraction of who God is tonight. But thank God, thank God, He gives us His wonderful assurance of His holiness, His righteousness. He is judge. He shows His mercy and His love. He shows us His incredible salvation. He so wonderfully gives it to us through His grace, powerfully through His strength. He shows us His faithfulness. And He demonstrates and gives us a glimpse of He being King forever and ever perfect king that never ever falters that never fails he is god may we believe god tonight and his incredible characteristics that embolden our heart compel him to ours and gives us reason to trust would you believe and hope tonight in your God.